And welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000. And we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood with you on a football Friday. Now, time for Shot or No Shot. And it's brought to you by our fine folks over at. That'd be ESPN Bet. Now live in Illinois. Sign up today to bet the big game, and new users get $100 in bonus bets with any sports book bet. We say good morning to Shay W. All right, that's enough. Norla. Good morning. Oh, good morning, Cap and Hoodie on Super Bowl Friday. How are we? We're awesome. You know, I don't know if there's fine folks over at ESPN Bet, but that's how they used to say it back in the day. If there was a they're partner, people. You, you always you assume they're always good people. I actually met them. Oh, did you? Upstairs. Uh-huh. For a, what we call a talent meeting. Yeah? Why were you there? <laughs> oh, God. I knew you were. <laughs> yeah, you just you set him up. He knocked him down. I mean, come on. He called it a talent meeting. Oh, thanks a lot. I didn't say I was the talent. I just said <laughs> they called it a talent. What are you meeting. doing in there, then, pal? You're just cap. That's it. <laughs> it's like, just I'm, do do doing around. It's funny how they used to set it up back in the day, ladies and gentlemen. This is brought to you by the fine folks over at. Well, I mean, do you know that? You're you just saying it. Just saying it, right? Actually, they're executives at Jackass. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You just never know, right? Right. But we assume. Correct. As in Cap has met them, so they are the fine folks over at ESPN Bet, and they give you shot or no shot. All right, Shay, what do you have? All right, Tim Hasselbeck told Greeny earlier Ooh. this week oh, God. that he believes by the time we get to the draft, Drake May will be viewed as being as good or better than Caleb Williams. I personally have started the Snorling Scouting Report work for Drake May. I don't want to give it all away, but spoiler alert, I basically need a cigarette and a towel after watching game one. My God, is he good. Uh, Both quarterbacks are the presumptive one and two picks in the NFL draft. Both have received at one point or another the generational tag. Shot or no shot. The real conversation is not Caleb versus Justin. It's Caleb versus May. That's a shot. That's a shot. And we'll get there closer and closer to the draft. And then, of course, the first year of the regular season. No question about that. I told you, Cap, if you recall, me watching Drake May because I discovered the ACC channel on the cable. Somehow it just dropped in the cable. Oh, I get the ACC channel. Let's take a look. So you get all the Drake May coverage that you want on the ACC channel. And I told you after, I think, on a weekend, and I said, I'm in love. That guy's good. Mm -hmm. Cap. (laughs) Drake May. Now, again, Shay's pouring through all you know the non-conference and the conference games. So I've seen a, a lot of Drake May myself. Pretty good, kid. Just telling you. He's pretty good, kid. And I know I just have a college football eye. I don't have a draft eye. But I'm just saying what I saw uh, in college, uh, I thought it was pretty good. So we'll see. I, I could, I, if he's drafted after Caleb Williams, and if that's how it goes, it would not surprise me. For him to also have a really good career. Would you be stunned if Commissioner sauntered up to the podium and said, with the number one pick in the 2024 NFL draft, the Chicago Bears select 
Drake May, quarterback, North Carolina. Would not be stunned. That means the Bears saw something. Right. That we that's off the radar. Wouldn't surprise me. But if it's just based on talent for talent, I think we know who's better in that spot coming into the draft. It's Caleb Williams. Maybe. We're gonna find out. Yeah. You know, one guy's six one, the other guy's six five. One guy is two fifteen, maybe, two twenty. Mm-hmm. The other guy's two hundred and forty pounds. Khalib. All right, that'll be fine. Caleb. Go ahead, Jay. <laughs> wow. Wait, dude, just to answer, Cap, like, I would be kind of stunned if they took Drake May number one. Because I feel like if you get to the end and you grade out that they're comparable or maybe Drake May has a slight edge, don't you just make the trade with Washington? But when, what yeah. if Washington feels the same way and they completely hose you and you're like, oh. Yeah, but if you had, like, a dead heat grade, you just... Oh, well, we'll take a bonus pick and get whichever the quarterbacks you chose not to take. I know you guys are talking football. What I'm talking about is if there's something that the Bears see in the file on Caleb Williams or if there's a personality issue that the Bears have with Caleb Williams, he won't be here. He won't be here. Right. Now, again, from a football standpoint, Caleb Williams is better than Drake May in my estimation, but I'm talking about something that the Bears could see personality-wise that they say, we're going to pass. Shay. All right, the NFL honors were last night. Lamar Jackson was named league MVP for the second time in his career in near-unanimous fashion. 49 of 50 votes went to Lamar. One vote went to Josh Allen. Shot or no shot, Lamar should have won MVP unanimously. Well, that's a shot. But guys like Cap, though, that voted for... You know what? I'm surprised your phone's not blowing up because we know that you put that vote in for Josh Allen. No. You did that. All right, it was me. I voted. I voted for for Dak. (laughs) You probably. (laughs) It was me. I'm guilty. Hefty ticket on Dak. Jay Moore voted for Josh Allen, so he's going to have his phone blow up. So you better answer those calls from those sports radio stations across the country on why you did that. Now you know, and and I heard Canty this morning on Sportsman like five to seven here on ESPN One Thousand with Evan and Michelle, make it seem like that that writer had an agenda taking out Lamar Jackson. No, I don't think so. I don't think it was an agenda. I don't think that writer wants that smoke, whoever that was. There's no agenda Look, there. Josh Allen's a great football player. Brock Purdy said if they had a fantasy draft, his quarterback would be Josh Allen. That's who he's taken. Okay. I mean, he's a great player. Mm-hmm. Lamar earned that MVP. He had a great year. Yeah, I mean, it should have been unanimous, but it wasn't. It's okay. You don't take anything away from him. It's fine. He's still the MVP of the league. I'm just waiting for the, another, the next step for, for uh, Lamar Jackson. Where's the next step? I mean, individual achievement is fine. How, yep. about, how about team success? How about that? Well, team success means you have to win a Super Bowl. Yep. Because they got to the AFC title game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, so where, when is that happening? It's a great question. You know? It is a legit question. I will tell you. Are you going to cover any of the other awards in your shot or no shot? I am. Okay, then I will not say what I was going to say. But Go ahead, Shay. Y- you better not, because I know what you're going to say. But very quickly, Cap, do you know who voted for Josh Allen? You're going to love this. I already know. His name is Jay Moore. <laughs> <laughs> it was not Jay Moore. It was Aaron Schatz, formerly of Football Outsiders, the creator of DVOA. And his mm-hmm. explanation he posted, quote, There's no question Lamar's season was impressive. I trust the film study people who believe he has never been a better as a passer, even if his numbers were better in 2019. Lamar Jackson passes the eye test. 
But Josh Allen and Dak Prescott passed the eye test as well. These are all talented quarterbacks. I'm a stat guy. I'm going to look at stats. There's no question that by nearly every advanced metric you could look at, Josh Allen and Dak Prescott had better seasons than Lamar Jackson. Damn. Well, that's the shots. I mean, fair enough if you look at numbers. Yeah, Lamar's the first MVP to not be in the top 10 in passing yards or passing touchdowns and win the MVP. Not in the top 10. But when you put the body of work together, he earned it. Yeah. Not just the shots. That's the drizzling shots. He didn't take the cheese. I really wanted an analytics rant there. I, put, I thought I was putting the cheese right out there for him. I'm done with that. Analytics have a place in the game. They are far too overvalued. Oh. I've always said that. Always. But the number says do this. I don't care what the number says. I'm a coach. I'm going to go with what my gut and the analytics and what my staff is telling me. And I know what I think is best. Period. I don't care what some guy with a pocket protector tells me I should do. It's dumb to make it totally. The analytics say this. F your analytics. If my gut tells me to do something else, I'm doing something else. Damn. Folks, me who gets fired, not the freaking guy with the calculator. Yes. Folks, you're listening to a a basketball coach. (laughs) That's who you listen to. Take your time out, coach. You get two for one here. Lose Use it or lose it. All right, time out here. <laughs> right. That's right. Time out. Give, give me all right, give me time out. Come in, come in here for a second. Right. <laughs> that's your analytics. Do I take the time out now or do I lose uh, let me take it here. That's your that's your gut feeling. Right. Should or stop they're the on a nine oh run. Yeah. Coach, don't take the time out here. Just let another ninety seconds we get the T V timeout. We may be seventeen down, you dumbass. <laughs> timeout. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> And when I went up and asked Theo Epstein, the godfather of analytics, I said, Theo, analytics, he said, Cap, we use it as a tool, but we are more than 50% scouting and player development, not the analytics say to bunt here, Theo. No. But the analytics says that you'll take your time out now because you've got a, a, what, at the four-minute mark. Under 16, we get the media timeout. (laughs) Yeah, and we're 17 down and the game's over. This over-reliance on analytics is absolutely asinine. Here's Shay Norling. All right, also at the NFL Honors, Joe Flacco was named Comeback Player of the Year after coming off his couch and leading the Browns to the playoffs. Flacco won the award over DeMar Hamlin, who came back from the dead. He was the favorite all season after his heart stopped on the field last year, and he returned to play 17 snaps this year for the Buffalo Bills. Shot or no shot, DeMar Hamlin should have won the award. Here's Shay Norling. Shay? No shot. No. no shot what? No shot he should have won the award. It was Flacco's award. Oh, stop. How about that? That's just stupid. What's Shay, that? you're better than that. Boy, what, what a jag over there, huh? right over your shoulder. Why Let does me that see. make me a jag? Boy, I don't understand boy. this. Boy, you're a bad guy. You th- really? Flacco won the award. Is all of the voters bad people, too? Yeah. You play. It's comeback player of the year. And DeMar Hamlin made one play. If he came on for one play, oh, that guy was dead. And he made it back to the NFL. And he wasn't they, playing in a listen, powder puff right. league up at Deerfield. He was in an NFL game tackling people. Hold he on, came hold back on. from being dead. He had 17 snaps. I'm not sure he had a tackle. Like, I just, 
Here's the thing. He wow. made if he played one snap in an NFL game after being dead, he's the comeback player of the year, and they should name the award for him. Well, you can name the award for him. That's fine. Put the ambulance in the Hall of Fame. I don't care. That's all great. The story's wonderful. But comeback player of the year should go to a player who played at a high level. Oh, God. It's kind of hard to come back from the dead, though. Right? No, 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 not to not to say. If not, no, of course it's difficult, and of yeah. course the story's good. But if it's not awful. for the fact of what happened to him, he wouldn't have even been on the team. Yeah. They were healthy scratching him for seven weeks until injuries forced their hand. He had to play. I love that he was in a uniform and had a heartbeat and had an opportunity to play. The guy was on the field dead. That was a tragic situation. If anybody deserves it, it should be him instead of a guy with Fritos on his chest that came out you know, off the couch to be able to win some games for the Browns. I mean, I mean what, what's better than coming back from the dead? What kind of, it's the best story in the league. What they should have did was, like uh, you said, uh, name the award after him and had him present it to somebody. That, that would have been fine. That would have been awesome. But he shouldn't have won it. Disagree. You're just a bad guy. You're no question about that. There's players who come back from horrible injuries every year. I, in oh, play. stop. But Don't not compare the dead. some guy. But not the dead. Exactly. What are you talking so about? This is not just a torn ACL. What the hell are you talking about? He comes back from the dead. Uh, everyone, has, but everyone has injuries. Really? I not, that not, not, I not, no bigger injury than death. How about that? No bigger injury than death. What are you talking about? He was, you're, you're, you're comparing Joe Flacco's numbers to someone who had a dirt nap, who was in the meat wagon. What are you talking about? That's fine. No, no, that's ridiculous. He won the award, yeah, Flacco. Yeah, no, no, yeah, he won the award. It was wrong. The guy was a flatliner. Oh, he was he right. Was, he was dead. It was right. It was wrong. How was that right? Honestly, it no, was no, wrong. No, the guy's dead, Shay. It was wrong the guy only is dead. because hold Baker hold Mayfield should have won it. A guy is dead, and so he, he, he doesn't deserve to be honored. Doesn't deserve to be on. Doesn't need not not one award. Dang. Hey, you're back. Yeah, but you suck though because you've been healthy scratch. Yeah, I guess so. Because he was dead. Was well, he supposed to play a Pro Bowl level after being dead? Here's my thing. If I were like some horrible radio producer and my heart wow. stopped while I was on the air and then I came back to work and we're still a horrible radio producer, I shouldn't win producer of the year. Comeback producer of the year. Yeah, no, you, yeah, yes, well, we'd honor you. I guess I know that doesn't mean anything to you, but it, we'd honor you. How about that? And there's a big difference in coming back to produce a radio show and being dead, as my partner dead. said, and coming back and actually being on the field in an NFL game. Easter is just another Sunday, Tim. Wow. Well, it is. I'm not religious at all. That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. It literally is just yeah. another Sunday. Yeah, it's another Sunday to him. And, that, and that's why being dead means nothing to him also. He, play, he played five games, Flacco. 17 snaps. 17 snaps. This is one of those times where the I'm numbers t- do not matter. That, it, does, it does not matter the numbers when someone you're comparing Joe Flacco to someone who died on the field. The only way it's wrong is that it should have been Baker Mayfield. Well, we, why didn't you give it to Josh Dobbs? He had the same number of touchdown passes as Joe Flacco. What did he, he come, for more yards? What did he come back from? <laughs> Being cut? The dead. Uh, exactly. that is, that's NFL dead, yeah. Being cut. We should put that My, on a, we should put that on a poll, guys. I think it's just objectively funny, a little bit, a little bit, that the Bills kept this guy on the roster 
as a healthy scratch for seven weeks. He only got in because of the injuries. They were clearly just trying to get him to the end of the year to get him this award. And then they ran that fake punt for him that didn't work, lost in the divisional again, and he didn't even get the award. He was on the, he was, he was on the, he was on the field because... I mean, they, they thought they could, he could still do something for the team. Last time we saw him before he was dead, he actually was a decent young player. No, he was not. He, he was a decent young player. He didn't. He played like 30% of their snaps. Yeah. He was not a player for them. Okay. He was not good. Yeah. He was a cut candidate. Yeah. He was not a good player. Yeah, also a dead candidate. How about that? Also a dead candidate. And he deserved to be on the field, and it was a great story. It's still a great story, as a matter of fact. So, of course, it's a great story. I just don't think he deserved the award. So, hold on. I just looked up what the definition so of comeback player of the year is. Let yeah. me read this to you real quick. Anything about death in there? Pretty close. Yeah. The Associated Press NFL Comeback Player of the Year Award is presented annually by the Associated Press to a player in the NFL. While the criteria for the award is imprecise, it is typically given to a player who overcomes the worst adversity to return to play even a single snap of NFL football, such as not playing the previous season, injury, or for playing well in comparison to the previous year's poor performance. Let me read that again. Typically given to a player who overcomes the worst adversity, Flacco was on his couch eating turkey with his family. Damar Hamlin was dead. Yes. And he came back to play a snap. Yes. Dumb, stupid, ridiculous. Well, that's the Wikipedia definition. The NFL.com definition is, quote, shows perseverance in overcoming adversity in the form of not being in the NFL the previous year. Like a that? severe injury. Like he was that? in the NFL. Or hey. simply poor performance. And it also typically goes to a player who plays well. Like death. Like death. <laughs> I mean, it is literally insane. <laughs> and, and at some point, Cap, the, the the numbers, especially when it comes to death, do, do not matter. Should I go up to Pro Football Reference to find out what Demar Hamlin's numbers are against other people that died on the field? Correct. Should I do that? What's How many D- other guys are the, out there? That what's the were DVOA dead? on de- on dead players on the field? Let's do that. <laughs> well, I, I bet you it's not the same as what Flacco's was in those five games. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know what. Hit, Flacco's numbers don't matter to me because we know he's going back on the couch. Chi-Town Joker said, worst case scenario, Flacco doesn't get off the couch, lives with the millions of the rest of his life. Worst case for DeMar, R.I.P. Yeah. Don't want to be a player no more. Yeah. <laughs> wow. You're better than that, Shay. We will go around the NFL. We have got some some great Super Bowl information for you, and we'll make our selections as well as we get ready for the Super Bowl on Sunday. 49ers uh, against the Chiefs. It's Captain Jay Hood on ESPN 1000. Welcome back. Welcome, Welcome back to Captain Jay Hood on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Nick Foles sucks. He sucks. I'm just a fan. I'm not a football evaluator. I love the Green Bay Packers. The guy is drunk, but there he goes. This is not Detroit, man. This is the Super Bowl. I want winners. He starts to come and he pulls out. This is a really thickly built guy. I mean, what's the answer you're looking for on these things here? Huh? Time to go around the National Football League right here on Cap'n Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. I'd like to remind you, Mike Greenberg comes your way at 10 o'clock, followed by Carmen and Yurko, 12 to 3. Waddle and Sylvie will cross off with Carmen and Yurko starting at 2.30. Bleck and Abdallah, 6.30 to 8. Around the NFL, Super Bowl edition. Here's Shane Norland. Shane? All right, time for the picks. All the game props, good props for the game on Sunday. We begin... 
with the race to 10 points. First team to score 10 points. Chiefs, a little bit of a dog here, minus 105, or the 49ers, minus 125. Hoodie. I will go with the Chiefs, minus 105 there. The race to 10 points will start with them. They will have momentum. The 49ers will uh, try to catch up to them. I think the Chiefs get off to a, qu- a quick start. They will have 10 points first. Read me the numbers one more Bad. time. Chiefs minus 105, Niners minus 125. Bad. I'll go Chiefs minus 105. Yes, for sure. Shake. I'm going to go with the 49ers because Kyle Shanahan has to get to 10 points if he's going to blow a 10-point lead. Jay Moore. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I agree with Shane. I'm going with the Niners. Um, Real safe. Both teams to record four and a half sacks over plus 110, under minus 140. Hoodie. Uh, Shay, I'll go under uh, minus 140. Both teams record four and a half sacks. That's combined, by the way. That's not both teams get five. That's both teams combined for four and a half. Oh. There's no shot both teams get five. Neither of these quarterbacks take sacks. Oh, I beg your pardon. Okay, so I'll take the over plus 110. I think that, and not necessarily Mahomes because he does, does loop-de-loops, but I think that Purdy might be in trouble. We talked about the offensive line, the 49ers. I will take the over four and a half sacks. Okay, so four and a half combined. 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 Yeah. yeah, I'm taking the over because I think Karloftis gets two himself. Uh, I'm also taking the over. I don't know if Mahomes is going to get sacked at all because he just doesn't. Like, it's insane. He never uh, gets Nick sacked. Nick Bosa is going to have a word with you. We'll see. But you know how you vote. I mean, we saw this before in the Super Bowl. Mahomes does loop-de-loops and goes behind line of scrimmage, runs 40 yards if he has to. He does. <laughs> Whatever he does, he'll do what he can He can to avoid that sack. Very Mitch-like. I believe he has the, okay. I believe he has the <laughs> lowest sack rate in NFL history. Anyway, I do think Spags is going to heat up Purdy. I think there's going to be a lot of blitzing on that side. I'll go over. Let's go, Mike. I'm going with the over. I think uh, I think actually Bolsa would probably get two sacks. Ooh. MVP? Uh, no shot. Okay. Oh, all right. <laughs> okay. Christian McCaffrey rushing yards over or under 90 and a half. <clears throat> I'm going to go under. I will go under two, Cap. I'm going to go under um, plus 100, is uh, which he laid out. So 90 yards. Why do I think there could be garbage yardage at the end, though, for him to reach that goal? Could it be? In the fourth quarter? No. Well, that, then they have to have the lead. If they're playing from behind, they're not going to run as much, I would not think. Hold on. I'm looking at my analytics site. What Uh-oh. do you think the analytics say? What does your, what your, what your gut say? My gut, I already said, under. Okay. I'm going under. But the analytics that runs all the numbers and all the algorithms, what do you think they have for McCaffrey? It's 90 and a half. What do you think they have for his yards? Uh, 70. 92.1. Just mu- barely over. They must think he's. they might win. Uh, maybe. 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 The Chicago Bears are trash. Okay, that has, we, it's nothing to do with the Bears. Yeah, Steve. Okay. <laughs> For God's sakes. Huh. You're better All right, than that, Steve. I, I'm going to go over on the rushing yards. You can run on the Chiefs. It's like the one weakness of their defense. And I think the Niners are smart enough that when Spags is blitzing his ass off, they're actually going to run and let McCaffrey try to get into the second level. So over. Cap out. I'm going under. I think they're going to keep the ball in the air a lot. 49ers. All right. Isaiah Pacheco rush yards over or under 67 and a half. Crack is whack. Uh, Cap, I'll take the under. I think the fight doctor will probably have to split his carries, Pacheco. So I'm going to say under plus 110. I am going to pound the over. One of my favorite props of the game, mm-hmm. Isaiah Pacheco 
over on rushing yards. I've got my analytics, which are pretty much my gut, and my daisy dips tell me he's going over over 80. This is Smokey Robinson. All right, Shay. Uh, yeah, Happy Chinooka. The Niners in every game that they've played, the rush defense has been a problem, except when the Lions stopped running in the second half. I'm going to go over as well. Pacheco's going to feast. I agree with Shay and Cap. He's going to get over 67 yards. Surprise, surprise. Travis Kelsey catches six and a half over or under heavy juice to the over. Hoodie. I'm going to go over minus 165. Uh, Kelsey is going to be able to get a, a number of catches in the flat, number of them for the first down because that's what Kelsey does, Cap. We're looking at one of the all-time greats of the position. Um, in big moments, he'll come through. No more drop passes now. All right. He's going to be able to catch those balls, I think, six and a half in the over. Yeah, I am going slightly over. I've got him for seven catches, yeah. so just over. But I do think he's going to put up yards, yak, yards after the catch. And I do think his yardage number will go over as well. Make me feel better. I'm going to go under, actually. I think the Chiefs are going to be really heavy run script in this game. The that Niners defense, that's where you beat them. It's not really through the air, especially with those linebackers and coverage. I don't think Kelsey gets seven catches. I'm going under. Go <laughs> All right, I'm going over. I think he'll get more than uh, 6.5. Brock Purdy oh. passing yards, 243 and a half. Over or under? Hoodie. Uh, Shay, I'm going to go under the minus 105 for Brock Purdy for the passing yards. I mean, it could be 225, 210, somewhere in there. But I like the under for Brock Purdy passing yards. Under uh, 105. I've got Brock Purdy north of 250. So I will take your two, what did you say, 245 and a half? 243 and I will take over in that number. I'm going under. Like I said, Spag's going to heat him up. I don't think he's going to have a lot of time to throw. I could get killed on a yak play to Debo, but that's fine. I'm going to go under. I think the, the script for this is a lot of unders, to be honest. Bendard. We split here. I am going to go over. I'm rolling with Cap. Uh, Patrick Mahomes passing yards, 260 and a half, over or under, hoodie. But I love sex. Um, Patrick Mahomes passing yards, 260. Hmm. I'm leaning 260. I'm leaning over, Cap, minus 130 on the over. Yeah, I think it's going to be super close. Yeah. I think he's in that vicinity. I will err on the side of over because I'm a Mahomes guy. So I will go over, but I think it's going to be tight. He's somewhere between 250 and 270, right in that range. Shay, I'm phoning a friend here. I circled over, but um, could you tell me how the money's gone with that, the, 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 the tendencies with passing yards from Mahomes? Uh, I, I would have to look it up, but my lean for you, Hoodie, is under. This has been his lowest yardage season of his career. They're a heavy ground team when they have the opportunity to do it, especially against the Niners defense that gets beat in the run game. I really, this is going to be a lot like the Ravens game. A lot of lateral stuff. Screens, handoffs. I don't think he's going over 260. I'm going under. Yeah, Shay, you got a point, man. At first I had the over, but then the way you just broke it down, you are correct. So I'm going under, man. Super Bowl MVP. Hoodie. Uh, We will uh, abstain. Cap, go ahead. What's wrong? You're better than that. I just, I mean, this is tough. I'm not going to go. I don't want to go with chalk. I want to kind of research this a little bit. I don't want to go with like the Mahomes or Purdy or San Francisco wins. I'm going to need some help here with this. So I am going to have two picks 
long shot pick and less chalky uh, or a chalky pick. Mm-hmm. Isaiah Pacheco, George Carlisle. Kaplan, I think that's pretty astute. I'm not doing two picks because I don't need safety stuff here. I'm going to take Isaiah Pacheco, Super Bowl MVP. I think I tip my hand a little bit. I think that this is a run-heavy game for Kansas City. Along with the fight, Dr. Ferdy Pacheco. How about that? <laughs> How about Ferdy? How about that? Take that. Ferdy's kid getting the job done, MVP. That'd be a hell of a story out of this whole Chiefs outfit, right? Crazy. That'd be something. But in the big moment, you just never know. Okay. I'm going to switch it to the defensive side. Chris Jones. Who? Chris Jones. Yeah, he's going to be my pick for MVP. (laughs) Why do I think that Travis Kelsey can make a big impact in this game? That too chalky? What's the number on him? The, the the odds on Kelsey? I think 11 to 1. Yeah, I'll just type him in there. There we go. All right. I don't like that. Quickly, total 47 and a half, over or under? The over, minus 110. Give me the over. I'm going under. Jay Moore? Over. And Niners minus two in the game. Niners or Chiefs, Hoodie? And the home of the Chiefs. That's the trash, uh, uh, Chiefs. <laughs> Sorry. I'm on the Chiefs, baby. I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I will never bet against Mahomes as a dog again as long as I live. If he is getting points, I will make the bet. Chiefs. Chiefs. Let's go. Never be afraid to rub your meat. I love rubbing and touching my meat. All right. So there you have it. Paula Dean also likes the Chiefs in the meat. A hundred per cent. Let's go! <laughs> By the way, did you see Brittany Mahomes got a n- nice honor? She's in the Sports Illustrated Swimsuit Edition coming up. Hmm. How about that? No, stop that. Not her. All right, coming up next. The bu- the bu- get Taylor in there. <laughs> the Bulls did nothing again. What do the Bulls do now? Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and Jay Hood. The 8 a.m. hour is brought to you by our great partners at the Village of Bolingbrook. Elevate your business at bbolingbrook.com. Bears officially have new Hall of Famers. Three of them. That makes 40 men who have played for the Bears at some point that are in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. The Chicago Bears are trash. Let's stick it, Steve. The NFL Go. announced last night that Devin Hester, Steve McMichael, and Julius Peppers will be enshrined in Canton at the next induction ceremony in August. NFL also announced major award winners Lamar Jackson, league MVP. Surprise, surprise. Kevin Stefanski, named Coach of the Year, and that one's a joke that we need to get into. Hmm. Joe Flacco received Comeback Player of the Year. Christian McCaffrey got Offensive Player of the Year. And Miles Garrett was named Defensive Player of the Year. Bulls got a 118-110 win over the Memphis Grizzlies on the road last night. Bulls also spent another trade deadline completely flaccid and have not been involved in a trade featuring a player since August of 2021. Arturis, you're incompetent, marking 30 months without trading a human being. They have not traded a body in 30 months. Settlers, that's what they are. The Settlers. Former Giants defensive coordinator Wink Martindale has been hired as the next defensive coordinator. I loved him 
as the host of Gambit and some of the other talk <laughs> shows. Gambit <laughs> at the University of Michigan, Gambit. joining Sharon Moore's staff for 2024. These guys did it. These guys did it, man. Thank you, Coach. Jay Moore. Welcome back to Cap and Jay Hood. You're officially elected. On Chicago's home for sports, ESPN Chicago. It's a Cap and Jay Hood morning show on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. So, Cap, here we go. The the Chicago Bulls, Mm -hmm. and it was just the most obvious story that we knew we'd talk about today, did nothing again at the trade deadline. As I see the New York Knicks win the trade deadline because it wasn't just activity. They were doing stuff to upgrade their roster. Tibbs is farting through silk this morning because he's got some improvements on his roster. But the Bulls, though, do nothing. I, I just can't I, I just can't understand how Michael Reinsdorf can wake up in the morning, go to the board meeting and go, all right, how many people we get in the last Minnesota game? And how are the, the jerseys selling and all this other stuff? How about whatever? Uh, my question to Michael Reinsdorf would be, is it ever about the basketball team? Not the basketball operations, not the Benny the Bull and the popcorn trick. Is it ever going to be about what's on the floor? Winning. Is no. it is it ever going to be about that? That's why they're the settlers. They settle for mediocrity. As long as the the till has cash in it, we're good. They don't care. And they can tell you all they want. We're about stability and we want to win. No, you don't. You do not. Because your actions show you, you don't give a flying rip about winning. Just keep selling Los Bulls special jerseys and hats and jackets. Make sure you buy $18 beers. That's all they care about. And they can tell you all they want. That's not true. And all I'll say to you is, you haven't traded a human being in 30 months. You're happy with where you're at? You're a group of settlers. Think about this, Cap. How could you be in that chair and just say, nope, in 30 months there hasn't been a deal that I've wanted to do? Nothing? Nothing to upgrade the roster at the trade deadline. Correct. Nothing. You, you mean tell me all these teams in, all these, uh, in this league, you can't find something to upgrade your roster? Nothing. No, nope, we like our core. He, you, what's the word he was using the entire time in the press conference? Stay competitive. Stay competitive. That's the phrase he used a ton. Stay competitive. But you know one thing he never said? He never said championship. He never said it. You know never. why? Because, God, I mean, I can understand if you're Detroit, right? You're not going to say championship. You know where you are. You're not, if you're one of these teams, even San Antonio, teams that are of the dregs of the league, you're not going to say championship. But you're in Chicago. And the one thing that he never said, Andrew Sigelman did ask the questions like, you know, how do you get your team to a championship level? But he never used the word championship. You just want to get to the playoffs. You just want to get to the play-in. You know what? Carter Shelvis is just getting his marching orders from Michael Reinsdorf. Just get to the playoffs. Just he had the lights on in late, in late April. That's all we want. Just turn the lights on just for a play-in because at least we'll have extra money from that. What about the team? I don't blame Kobe White. I don't blame Zach Levine. I don't blame anybody on the roster. This is not against the players. Those guys compete. No, it's not about like, them. Like Zach's not my kind of player. It's fine. Nice guy. Not my kind of player. It's on but, the it's on the front office cap. But I said this to you the other day. Okay, you're Michael Reinsdorf. You got more money than you know what to do with. You get in your car in the morning. 
Got your coffee. You're driving to the office. You just lost last night to whoever. Or you just squeaked by Memphis. You had to... Memphis was missing a bunch of dudes. Yeah. John Morant's out for the year. Yeah. And you're driving in. You're like, oh, we beat Memphis, whatever. We're three games or two games under 500. How can we get better? I want to get better. I want to compete. Nope. Nope. You walk into the office. What are we doing, Arturis? Consistency. Yeah. Okay, I'm good. You want to go to lunch? I'm I sure. I don't get it. I will tell you for sure, Cap. Sourced. I will tell you for sure. There were teams that were interested in DeMar DeRozan and or Alex Caruso. Vucevic, that's another kettle of fish. But teams wanted to have those players. But it's hard to negotiate with the Chicago Bulls when you got your phone off. I mean, I mean yeah. ultimately, he went into a trade deadline. One of the questions that was not asked is, were there any suitors? Did you get any phone calls? I, don't, I think his phone was off the entire time because they say they just want to compete. Cap, you're in the league to compete anyway. So when you say that I want to compete 30 times in a press conference, that's fine. But are you in it to just compete? You compete because you're paid to compete. How about to win? How about to try to win it, get it to a championship level? Where, where are they with that? I just, I, to me, that was so tone deaf and so terrible. And thank God for the Bulls media asking the tough questions as tough as they could from the people from television to Joe Cowley to everyone else asking the, the questions that need to be asked. And you know what? Stone cold. There he was, Connor Chauvis, on that Zoom. His face never moved. Just in it, oh, we want to compete. We want to compete. How about the championship? Do you ever, you're not competing with a championship with this roster. So you're not going to upgrade it? You're just going to just stand still? I knew when the Bulls beat Minnesota, I knew that it's probably Michael Reinsdorf in the box like, yeah, we beat one of the best teams in the NBA. Look at us. Look at us. We're, comp- we're competing. We don't need to add on anything else because we're playing at a championship. No, you're not. You're not. It, it's embarrassing. It, re- it really is sad. It really is pathetic. He was holding up that 14-9 and nine mark at the end of the season last year. Did you hear that, too? Oh, yeah. Holding up the 14-9 and nine again. Like, well, you should see us 14-9. and nine. Yeah, to get into the play, and then what? You hit the brick wall. You have seven or eight teams that are better than you. And then made the excuse also in the press conference saying that, you know, we have a bunch of teams we're jumbled up with, you know, between six and ten. That's your goal? To just be jumbled up and just to be able to... That's, I think the goal is to be a top five team and be uh, you have the arrow pointing up as a franchise. Now, according to Casey Johnson, the Golden State Warriors coveted Caruso. Yes. And the Bulls said, fine, we want Jonathan Kaminga back. No shot. And Golden State went, yeah, good luck. No, that's not going to happen. So now Caruso goes into the final year of his deal. So you'll either have to trade him on a walk year, get less back, or he walks as a free agent after next season. And then DeRozan. He's a free agent at the end of this season. Not going to make a deal, huh? <laughs> Something gets an asset back. You know you're not going anywhere, so why is he still in the ball club? I like DeMar DeRozan. Don't get me wrong. Right. He, and he wants to be in Chicago. But why would you if there's a ceiling on the success of the franchise? Let me ask you a question. Why did you not trade Andre Drummond? That was the first thing I heard, that, Dr- that Drummond wasn't going anywhere. Like, oh, he's an untouchable. Oh, it's, it's unbelievable. <laughs> Some crazy uh, numbers about the Super Bowl. Has it become the biggest single day in America? We'll tell you those numbers about the Super Bowl. It's gonna, you'll be amazed. That's coming up next on Cap and J Hood. Good morning.
Glad you're along for the Cap and J Hood experience. We're here weekdays from 7 to 10 on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN. Hello. Chicago. Good morning. Cap and J Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. Glad to have you aboard here on this Football Friday. Cap, how about these numbers? Yes, and, I, and for you and I that's been around for a little bit, these numbers, they still have to surprise you like it does for me. 127.5 million people expected to watch the Super Bowl, which will be the most watched ever. $25 billion expected to be wagered, up from $17 billion last year. This is America's last bastion of the communal experience, for sure. Think about this. 127.5 million people to watch. And Shay, I, I know that you can gamble anything. Was there a number about the over-under of the amount of people watching? Uh, yeah, we did it yesterday. Uh, 120 million. No, for the show, or is that on a site? I know we talked uh, about yesterday. Did we talk about that because you saw it on the site, or was that like a, um, a shot or no shot well, that I we raised did? It. The number I saw on a site was 117 million, uh, but I gave you and Sylvie 120 because I thought 117 seemed low. Yeah, I think it's the over. Think about it, Cap. We're talking about beyond moon landing, man on the moon numbers. Come on, man. Beyond MASH. Beyond who shot JR. I mean, there's nothing that beats the NFL. I don't know if anything else ever will beat the NFL. My wife was up late last night, and I see her scribbling on her legal pad, and she's typing, and then she's got something on the stove. I go, what are you doing? I'm going to bed. I'm on like two hours of sleep. Mm -hmm. She said, I'm putting a Super Bowl party together. Having some people over, and she's doing her squares. She's like, "It's the Super Bowl." My wife hasn't gotten that excited in bed with me. It was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> jeez. Would you go over the 127 million people to watch worldwide? Yeah. Yes. This is a, this is a a national number, a CBS number. I guess if you throw in the streaming and everything else, right? Hundred percent. I mean. That, did you ever think we'd get here, though? No. From a television standpoint? I did not. First of all, you and I had never thought that we'd... We knew that the big satellite dishes were in people's backyards. There was satellite. But we never thought it would get this big where everybody, man, woman, child, goldfish, dog, cat, are all watching the Super Bowl. Correct. Like, we feel like the NCAA tournament numbers are huge. Sure. Can't forget about the roaches and mice. That's right. <laughs> They'll be watching as well. <laughs> the NCAA tournament Roaches. numbers, big. Uh-huh. People are all into it with their pool sheets and their picks and all that. Their uh-huh. brackets. Yes. That's like child's play compared to this. I mean, come on, Cap. But no one's going to be. I mean, whatever they want to do to change the NFL, you know, uh, some of us are disappointed that it's not the physical game that it once was. But people are still watching. Through the Kaepernick ban and through the, you know, the, how the NFL is not patriotic enough and all the controversy over the last five to ten years about the NFL. People still watching. Neil or not Neil. Doesn't matter. It's still football. Football. Cap, what do you think the average viewership was last year uh, through the regional finals in the NCAA tournament? So counting round one until the Elite Eight. So is that a number? Yeah. In millions. Oh, in millions. Average viewership from the first round to the Elite Eight. I'm going to say 12 million. Yeah, 9.1. Right. Wow. 
And that's one of the biggest events in sports. But and the Super the Bowl's going to do like 11 times well, that. Yeah, but the one difference is when you have a big game going on, like in the Sweet 16, that audience is bastardized because there's multiple games going on at the same time. What do you think the viewership was for the national championship game? Oh, that go, that goes down. That probably ten million. Ten, nine. Nine. Sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, it's, it's not, not close. There's Dang. nothing the NFL is secretaried at the Belmont. It is not close. So what is the best way to watch the Super Bowl? Someone on the show thinks Super Bowl parties are overrated. Well, I can only imagine who that could be. All right, we'll get to Jay Guy Moore. Who hates Demar Hamlin. We'll get to Jay Moore and Moore coming I up in two I minutes. I do not hate him. All right, can I get the tease out, or what are we doing here? We will uh, move on here and get ready to. I was dead. <laughs> Still talking about it. <laughs> on Cap and Jay Hood.